0: (laughs) Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. This is Greg Kiefer. Today, I'm joined by John Atherton from Accenture. John, welcome. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me on the podcast. You've been a guest before, so we've got you back. It's good to see you again here.
1: Yeah, it's great to be back. I think I've been on a couple episodes over the years. This is maybe my sixth or seventh episode.
0: Right, right. You may be our number one returning guest here, so it's a pleasure to have you back. So you're at Accenture, which is one of the premier... Supply chain consulting companies in the world, if not the out in the field a lot, doing a lot of really bleeding edge things, and under the really broad umbrella of innovation, there's a lot going on out there, and yes, that's a very fuzzy topic, but there's probably some color, so some specificity around innovation as it relates to supply chain. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that and what you're seeing.
1: Sure. Let me just start at a high level. I mean, this idea of innovation is very pervasive. It's on the top of everybody's mind right now across different geographies and industries and supply chain. And it's the whole idea around how you innovate the supply chain to meet the new constraints of business and the new opportunities that are out there. But it's tough. At the same time, supply chain leaders have to continue to be efficient in their current operations, deliver on their commitments. You know, it's like the Gardner framework from a year ago, bimodal. You know, mode one, continue to execute on operations. Mode two, sort of the right brain, innovate and be creative at the same time, and that's difficult to pull off. And so what we've seen a lot of our clients do here at Accenture is to allocate and designate specific resources and team members to focus on innovation and nothing else to help advance the ball and the agenda at their supply chain operations.
0: Right. Now, so innovation, another big word floating around here at a conference we're at right now is digital. Digital transformation.
1: Same thing? Different? What do you think? I think digital is one aspect of innovation. It's a very important one. right? This idea of digitizing the supply chain, making it electronic and connected and always on. And that leads to great things around visibility of assets at rest or in motion. This leads to the IoT story, which is you know an adjacent chapter around being uh, digital. But there are other aspects of innovation that don't necessarily lend themselves to this analog versus digital analogy. Take, for example, people and talent. I mean, there's digital techniques to make people smarter. But at the end of the day, it's about investment in people, education, promotion, And so that can be largely an old school approach, which is investing in those people, not necessarily being in a digital way, though.
0: Right, right. Now, you bring up a good point. We don't talk about that a lot on the show, and that is people and talent and, you know, the new era of leaders who are purely the internet generation and probably the Facebook generation now, right? And we also know that supply chain, from a technology perspective, is very old and green screen in some cases. And... Are you seeing the new generation, not of just leaders, but new talent coming in right out of school, uh, you know, driving this innovation or enabling it maybe better than 10 years ago?
1: We are, for sure. This is happening right now at the clients that we're calling on. The types of talent that they're recruiting, the profiles that they're trying to fill, and the skill sets are very much new. These are the next generation you know, up and coming professionals that are used to new technologies, new ways to access information, to order goods online. And you see that in many different ways. You see it in the types of skills that are listed in job descriptions, but you also see it in terms of their experience and the number of years in the market, which sometimes is not very many. And also in their job titles themselves. These are now titles such as, yeah, data scientists and data analysts, you know, supply chain engineer, And these are, in some cases, very new and revolutionary. And so it takes a certain kind of mindset for these employees to jump into that, which is different than years going by.
0: Right. Now, I've actually talked to some other guests recently on the show about talent and, and, you know, the new digital era, if you will. And so much of the day-to-day job is about how to use technology or deploy technology, right, to achieve the goal of a supply chain. Does that come at the cost of the classic art of supply chain? You know, in other words, the ability to make the right decisions just based on experience and, you know what I mean, versus just being a technologist, right, where you're looking at a bunch of dashboards all day. How do you see that balancing out?
1: I see it balancing out, well, in that way. I mean, to use that, that verb, that analogy, it is a balancing act, right? I think the idea of moving towards a data-driven operation based on science and math is clearly where the industry's going because those calculations are quantifiable. They can happen rapidly through machine learning and through algorithms that can be used 10 times faster and way more accurate. But at the same time, there still have to be leaders with experience that still have a gut instinct and intuition to vet those suggested answers. So there's some aspects of the supply chain that can be fully automated and be, you know, kind of moved into electronic routine on its own. And others that still require, you know, extra handling in more strategic considerations. Right. Okay.
0: Okay. Now let's shift gears. And I'm going to bet that this new generation of people haven't figured this one out yet. I certainly haven't. But I know you've paid a fair amount of attention to that. And that is this whole thing called blockchain. And we're seeing it here at this event we're at right now. It's on a lot of booths. It's sexy and cool. I don't know if anybody really knows what it is yet. How are you or how is Accenture approaching, attacking this opportunity?
1: Accenture is extremely focused on blockchain, among other emerging technologies. We have made significant investments in the area of blockchain from several perspectives, hired experts in the industry, tapped technology partners to set up blockchain deployments. Invested in industry conferences and associations to bring, you know, multi partners in one ecosystem together, whether it's retail or life sciences, for example. And I am no blockchain expert, to be sure myself, Greg, but I do know enough to be dangerous in that you can take the most obvious example or the most well-known, which is Bitcoin. Now, remember, Bitcoin is not blockchain, but it's an example of blockchain being applied In this case to the cryptocurrency market. And essentially what that does is virtualized currency, puts it in a central location where multiple players, buyers and sellers can exchange and agree on value when it changes hands. When it comes to the supply chain, that same technology can be focused on various aspects of Operations in moving goods and inventory around the world, or the financial aspect of the same. So, imagine taking a virtual distributed ledger in the supply chain that contains, in one example, supply chain documents, such as bills of lading or commercial invoice. These are documents that are owned by multiple parties, they need to be agreed upon through a kind of a multilateral step, and blockchain allows for that to happen rapidly. And also has the checks and balances to ensure that data remains accurate over time and is trusted.
0: Right. So do you think supply chain can be one of the first frontiers where you see blockchain or Bitcoin successfully used in day-to-day business operations?
1: Very much so. At Accenture, we believe blockchain has the potential to revolutionize various aspects of the B2B lineup and commerce landscape. Supply chain is one great area and candidate for that to happen soon. It's happening right now across a number of fronts. It's still early there. But in other areas of commerce, Greg, it's much more mature, and especially in financial industries, for example, where you know, right now there's a whole range of providers that are making investments into blockchain technology and bringing them to life, both in uh, B2B and also B2C do you think that,
0: for example, there was a recent incident where the virus guys, right, that infected all those computers and all over the world.
1: WannaCry.
0: Wa- right, WannaCry. That wanted to be paid in Bitcoin, right? So is that kind of thing going to scare companies away, you think? Because it's still in the realm of, whoa, that can't happen, right?
1: I, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah, You know, you, you heard about the WannaCry malware, And that's essentially a ransom maneuver, and the perpetrators there want to get paid through Bitcoin, and therefore there's this perception in the market that Bitcoin is suspicious and it's bad, and therefore I don't want to interact with it. Right. Well, you know, the same is true for when they invented cars. You may not want to drive a car. Or same when, you know, telecommunications came into play, or when cloud went mainstream. You know, at the early stages of any of these evolutionary steps, of course, there'll be questions around security, applicability, sustainability over time, and I think that's something that the industry's working through.
0: That one is just going to take a little bit of time, but it's definitely where it's all headed. I mean, you just see the thought leaders that we're surrounded by at this very moment, and there's so much talk about it, and I get asked about it all the time, so thanks for sharing your insights. Okay, well, this is a wrap. John, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Greg. And we'll sign off now. Supply Chain Radio, John and Greg, thanks for listening.